When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Entertain us indeed. Welcome to the Wednesday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. How are we doing? I want to apologize once more for releasing the two ep- Tuesday episode so late. If you guys are listening to this, go back and listen to that because it's a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. It'll get you all jazzed for tonight's episode seven of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We'll get to see what lies Erica Jane perpetrates on the audience tonight. 
I wonder what the percentage is of people that actually believe Erica's bullshit and me, the, the people that don't. I want to believe, folks. I want to be the kind of person that believes. Maybe one day I will be the person who believes. How are you guys? Can you believe it's already the middle of the week again? I feel like from the beginning of this morning at 8 a.m. until right now, we're at, we're at, we're at, on Wednesday, this is 12 midnight right now. I have been working nonstop and I don't even know if I got anything done. I mean, it has been nonstop today, you guys. Uh, was it like that for you as well? Um, let's see here. What's I got to take one of those. I was talking to a friend. I got to take one of those ISNJ tests. It's like a personality test. Do you guys do these? But I get I, I, I get scared of taking this because I don't want to be tell, told exactly who I am. Like the fear is, is that this test will know me exactly inwards and outwards. And they'll be like, I, you know, like basically you're an asshole. Like what if the test just tells me you're an asshole and you just need to give it up? Like, what if it gets super specific? Like, uh, hey, this podcast will probably last another couple months and then you're out. Like, it would be scary if it's that. It's kind of like astrology to me where I feel like if I got too into it, it would be game over for me because I would be too into it. You know, like it would just take over and then I would be scared. Like, I want to I've said this so many times. I want to believe that my life, I can make anything of it. At any point, even though I don't usually do anything, I, I want to believe that at a drop of a hat, I can change courses and that my destiny is not determined by the stars. But in reality, I'm sure it probably is. And I'm sure this personality test will tell you exactly who I am. And uh, I don't know, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I want to see. I want to do it, you know. Um, so that's what I'm thinking about. But yeah, this day just... I in, it's kind of different though because it's like all stuff I really dig. Like I can't complain about like, oh, then I took time out to like look at this Britney Spears news because supposedly you guys TMZ reported and then they took away that she had filed the paperwork to terminate the conservatorship. Now, what I'm hearing is that they pulled it because the paperwork has been prepared but not yet filed. So the supposedly the paperwork has been prepared. We should get the filing today. I'm hoping and, and praying. I mean, <laughs> it's like, dear God, I pray that Britney's conservatorship gets filed today. Um, no, but we need forward momentum. That's what we need. And we've had everybody make statements this week. We got the Jamie Lynn Spears, which I played on yesterday's episode. If you guys want to hear it, because Jamie Lynn Spears herself took it down. So like... I think this is one of the only areas that you can like get the statement because she must have been really embarrassed by how potentially idiotic she sounded. I don't know. She took it down, but that uh, we got that Sam Lufty. Remember Sam Lufty, that that kooky guy? He weighed in. I mean, Brittany has had some real characters in her life. Kevin Federline weighed in, said he wants her to be happy, um, but also that he potentially would want a psych evaluation. Um and I, I don't know, you know, I mean, he he does have kids with her, and I do believe he, I'm sure, loves his kids. But we do know that at multiple times over the conservatorship, Kevin has tried to get more money um, out of the estate, which, I mean, get in line, right? Her own family was trying to get money out of the estate. Um, we had Jason Alexander. Remember Jason Alexander, who Brittany married in Vegas? And I think the marriage lasted for, what, like a week or something? He... Um, he texted one of the Britney fan accounts, I believe, and just said that, you know, 
I believe he had to sign NDAs and that like, you know, there's a lot of early stuff behind the scenes, but it is interesting how everybody comes out of the woodwork when this happens. And sometimes I hope, I mean, just sometimes I don't feel like it's for the best, um, the best reasons. They're not here for the right reasons, as The Bachelor would say. I mean, some of them seem to really care, but some of them, you just never know if they're just trying to make money. I mean, that's what's got to suck when you get that successful every, you're just, you're a source of revenue for other people, you know? It's got to be weird. So weird. And Brittany, you know, by the way, today's guest, awesome. Sarah, um, you, we don't have her full name and I don't, I didn't get to see her. We did it with the camera off because she is like de moi. She is, I, I love these, I love accounts that hide their identities. I told her in the beginning, I, I'm still livid that I use my real name because I would kill to use a secret identity. That would be so neat. I don't even know why I, th- I could have like a Bravo costume, like a superhero costume. It would be amazing. But um, we were talking about the Britney Spears Instagram account and what we think about all of those. She found something really interesting I thought was fascinating. But then Britney then posted this thing on her Instagram after this saying, I'm tired of paparazzi taking photos of me and distorting my body. And, and it was all this weirdly edited together stuff. And I got to say, I once again, I just don't think this is Britney. Like, it almost felt like Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo pointed that this was fakery out. And then whoever was running Britney's account is like, oh, shit. So I'm just going to post something that makes Britney seem a little bizarre and whacked out and use foot. Like, it just, do you know what I'm saying? It just seems like. They want to keep us guessing. And if it is Britney, I I just don't know. I don't know. But I do want to see this move forward and for her to get some sort of freedom. I talked in yesterday's episode, too. It's just about all the men that get to get away with shit. And I know Britney's an extreme case and an extreme case of celebrity and wealth. But, you know, the amount of men. Like, I was even talking to a a friend about Marilyn Manson uh, today. And... You know, if you look into his history of abuse with women that is starting to come out more and more, you know, this guy was doing wild, whacked out things. But of course, no, we don't put him under conservatorship. He's actually potentially harming young women. No, let's keep him going. Let's keep him free. I don't know. I just don't understand these kinds of things. Um, And you just hope that for once the legal system can actually do something good or, or at least give us the reasons why they're not doing it. It's so weird when money is involved and and the conversation with Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo today, we talk a lot about the law system. We talk a lot about the Girardi and Erica Jane case. We talk a little bit about Craig Conover, new book coming out. Craig announced that he has a new book coming out and he wants us to pick the cover. Of course, it's him doing thirst traps on a bunch of pillows, Um, you know. (laughs) it's amazing we gotta chill out with these bravo books you know i mean i feel like we're getting a lot of their whole stories on the actual show we don't need uh you know because the books are always like 160 pages you know like i would love a ballsy bravo book that's like eight like 800 pages with like footnotes you know and like a bibliography like I, i would like i love like really like research or a bravo book like um Jax Taylor on the Supreme Court, you know, like, and it's just like a well-researched book about the history of the Supreme Court. And you're like, Jesus, Jax, where did that come from? I thought it was going to be about how you were a douchebag and cheated on a lot of people. You gave a really good book about the history of the Supreme Court. That is, I didn't know 
about I didn't know you were such a fan of Ginsburg. Uh, rest in peace. Um, so that happened. Uh, let's see what else before we get into this interview because it's uh, it's a little bit of a lengthy thing. We got a lot of pop culture stories to talk with our guests on Thursday, who I'm talking to in the morning. Um, so, uh, the last thing is Steve Lodge. If you guys don't know Steve Lodge, he is, uh, uh, Vicki Gunvalson's, uh, fiance. And he announced today he is running for governor of the state of California. So far, we have got just a shit show mishmash of people running. We of course have Caitlin, baby. It's me. I'm running me. Caitlin Jenner, governor of California. I'm going to get you Steve Lodge. I belong with Vicky. <laughs> um, so Caitlin's running, but Caitlin is now, we got Steve Lodge running, Vicky's bow. And Steve Lodge is a former policeman. And if you look into his history, uh, you know, he had police brutality against a, uh, a person jaywalking across the street. You can find uh, the accusation or not accusation. The, the actual state of California had to pay this person out a lump sum because uh, Steve beat this person with their baton, I believe, um, allegedly. Well, not allegedly. This actually was proven to be happening in a court of law. You can see it in my stories. Um, I just find it bizarre that we live in a day and age where you don't have to even have a clean record. Like, it almost might help you if you're a piece of shit, you know? And I'm not saying Steve doesn't, he's probably done good things in his life. Who knows? But like, you don't have to have a clean record anymore. Like it's, and you don't even have to hide it. These things are like fully out there and people are still running. And the scary part is like, I'm. who knows? The world is so crazy. People might even vote for him. And that's, if that's going to happen, we need Brooks. We need Vicky. We need Girth Brooks. We need Brooks, cancer victim, uh, you know, shyster. Brooks, Vicky's ex-boyfriend that used to fill up her love tank, wouldn't you love to see Brooke, Brooks Ayers run for governor? Like, I'm taking you down. I, I love Vicky, and I love California more than you, Steve Lodge. Also, fun fact about Steve Lodge. Do you guys remember a show called Blind Date? It was a dating show in the uh, early aughts, I believe. Uh, and it was a dating show hosted by one Roger Lodge. Roger Lodge is Steve Lodge's brother. Roger Lodge would wear these extremely tight sweaters, and he had little, um, what Fight Club, the movie would call little bitch tits. Um, little, 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 little boob, little breasts, you know, we all have them. And uh, <laughs> my buddy Pat would always call him Roger Bitch Tits Lodge. And, uh, or no, that was my friend Susie would call him. Anyways, we all called him that. Uh, and also the fun thing about Blind Date, they need to revamp that or something. They would always put them in this sketchy jacuzzi place. And it was like a place in Los Angeles where there's just a bunch of jacuzzis. It wasn't like a bathhouse. It was like places where couples could go. And it was just like, dude, like, uh, I was on Blind Date and I also got herpes from a fucking jacuzzi. Um, it, oh, God. Now I really want to watch old episodes of Blind Date. It was actually... I mean, I was much younger then. I just, I remember being really into Blind Date. I was like, yeah, new episode of Blind Date. So uh, we'll keep you posted. But California, what a wild, oh, man, not a lot of good. I mean, if somebody was really great, I wonder if they would even stand out anymore. Um, also, guys, are you feeling the heat wave? It is 
it is great. Like we literally, how could you not say global warming doesn't exist? I mean, like, also, it doesn't like who care? Why can't we just admit it exists? Like, guys, we've used up a lot of the resources on the planet. It's not like, I mean, it's not a personal issue. Like, it doesn't like, are you, uh, what are you betting against it in Vegas? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, we can just agree that, yeah, like, of course it would start getting hotter. We've abused a lot of the planet. We didn't know better. It's not like, I mean, now we do, but we're still doing it. But it is getting extremely hot, extremely early. Um, I mean, a, what, two weeks ago, it was like 118 in Palm Springs, 116 in Arizona. I mean, wild. I hope you guys are able to stay cool. I'm house-sitting for my sister, and she told me I can keep the AC at 80 degrees. I said this the other day on the pod, and I was just like, I mean, it's actually not that bad. It's better than my parents' house. They keep it at like 82, but um, I think my parents have been listening the last couple of episodes because my dad texted me something that I think I said on the pod, and I was like, ha and then I was like, what? what? I don't know. So anyways, Dad, if you're listening, I love you. You've taught me everything. You're an amazing man, and I really appreciate everything that you do. Um Okay, that's it, guys. Let's get into this interview. Uh, just wanted to do a quick little bit. Oh, also, I hesitate to say this. I said it at the end of last night's episode. But yes, I am on Cameo now. I had the most, I had a really great conversation with uh, Jane, my Cameo rep, and she was so great. And uh, actually, we talked about Avery. Avery is Avery, uh, Ramona's daughter works for cameo but we had a great talk and um we talked about a lot of fun ideas i could do for it there is a placeholder video on there right now i look like shit i had not showered so whatever it's going to be replaced once i get to la and i can actually bust the big guns out but i'm going to make this a lot of fun i try to make it as cheap as i could i don't think anybody will get it but if they do if you guys want me to wish you a happy uh birthday if you want me to give uh std results uh now i've brought up stds the like two times in the last 10 minutes i'm sorry um i i'm willing to give good news bad news um uh you know i I, but i i was thinking i could i could put my parents in some i could do some in the sur alleyway i'll do some at dorit's room at buca de beppo i'll try to really give the most bang for your buck but i want to try to do exciting weird oh like garth brooks i want to do cool stuff slicks oh my god that should be my cameo video Oh my God. Well, they, they told me I can keep changing the video, but I got to do that. I got to do that as my cameo intro video. Like I'm Ryan from, well, here it is. I guess it's official. I'm on cameo now. Oh my God. Why didn't I think of this initially? And all you guys that are new listening, I used to do, I used to make fun of Garth Brooks, not make fun. I love Garth Brooks, but I would make fun of this video about him joining Facebook, which by the way, I got to. I got to introduce the new listeners to Justin Bieber and Garth Brooks again, because they're just two of my favorite uh, things that I've ever made fun of on this podcast. And by make fun, when I make fun of something, I also equally love it. Um, damn, I need to change that video as soon as possible before you guys see us. Well, I guess it's official. I'm on Cameo now. I want to do cool stuff, slick stuff. But most importantly, I want to do real stuff. Cause that's who, uh, cause that's just who I am. I wonder if that's too deep inside, but if anybody actually even looked at me up for, on cameo anyways, they would probably know what I was doing. What if somebody just stumbled on me and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? What is up this guy's ass? Like, <laughs> just, and I do the same creepy lighting where Garth is in some hotel room of like, 
I guess it's official. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh my God. Now I just remember what somebody once wrote a comment of like, I'm so tired of him laughing at himself. He's not funny. Oh. That was, I was like, I agree, ma'am. I agree. Um, You guys, let's just get into it. I want to go back to taking notes on Real Housewives of Miami, which me and Medica Lopez have started recapping on our Patreon again. Um, And also, I started watching New York when I ate dinner and I had to turn it off. I just wasn't, I don't know, it was already kind of like, here we go again, time to make the donuts. It was not... It was not full of life for me. I'm trying to fall in love with Roni. I really am. And it's just hard. It is just, I'm just tired. Tired. I don't know. It's just not gelling for me. And I want it to gel so badly. And I was, I just, and I know it's going to get back to its greatness. I know it is. I'm never giving up on that show. But it is okay to sometimes be tired of a show and with a show and what a show gives us. It is okay. It does not make us bad people, folks. Remember that as you go into the day. Our opinions are valid. Stay strong in your convictions and everything will be okay. Um, That is enough sanctimonious BS from me, you guys. Um, But I cannot wait for you guys to hear my conversation. Her name is Sarah. I do not know her last name. She could be anybody and that is just part of the excitement. But I do believe believe she has one of the greatest deep dive bravo accounts there is on instagram right now you can find it at bravo bravo ducking bravo that's d-u-c-k-i-n-g bravo uh her name is sarah and get ready to fall in love with her here we go guys and i'll talk to you on thursday Bye. it may not mean nothing to y'all understand nothing was done for me so i don't plan on stopping at all this shit forever, mine, ever, mine, ever, mine Shutting shit down in the mall And selling that girl, she the one for me And I ain't even planning the call I want this shit forever, mine, Last ever, name mine. ever, first name greatest Like a sprained ankle, boy, ain't nothing to play with Started off local, but thanks to all the haters I know G4 pilots on a first name base We are halfway through the week And what a week it has been already Now, if you are fans of Bravo and pop culture One day in the Bravo pop culture universe Equals one year So as mm. of Monday, we went through so much already and we're going to get into some of that today but it it feels like uh, monday should have been friday and wins i feel like we're in 2023 already but uh my next guest is somebody i'm so excited to talk about i you guys know, I say it every episode, how much in love with Instagram I am. And I think there's a couple of different accounts. I'm an account that you call uh, what you call shit posting, where it's just, it's silliness. And there's some stuff in there that you might, you know, or I'll maybe point out some, but it's mainly to make me laugh and to make you guys laugh. But there are other accounts that I feel are so brilliant where I feel like it's, it's almost like Watergate, where it's like you're dealing with with <laughs> deep throat and like these, these intense um, uh, studies and research that is going into these things. And I learned so much and I want to always highlight those things to you guys, because a lot of you guys aren't on Instagram, but I want you guys to have the information and there's so much good information out there. And my next account, I believe is at the forefront of that. There's just a handful of accounts that I really, you're just, you can get really bogged down in their story highlights because they keep all the good stuff up there and you're finding new stuff out every day, but it really is like this investigative journalist. And I can't wait to talk to uh, this guest about all of that. 
And you always know it's a good guest when they refuse to turn their camera on. So I do not know what this next, this next guest could be a celebrity and I wouldn't know it. Uh, she's a celebrity in my mind already. She, she tells her followers, her name is Sarah, but you know her as Bravo, Bravo, ducking Bravo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's a pleasure to be here. Longtime listener. That's well, that's your life. By, by the way, this must be my mom then. This, this is my mom. <laughs> wow. Um, no, it's a why do you I see I've I've screwed it up by putting my name in my Instagram account because I would like I loved Batman growing up. Like I would mm -hmm. love to have a secret identity, and now I've screwed myself. <laughs> why the secret identity is because you go so deep on stories. Yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, I first did secret identity because I was like, oh, that's a whole thing. Like I, you know, praise and respect to the women who like do their hair and makeup and get on Instagram and all that good stuff. But like I, we were in a pandy and um, <laughs> I was like, I just want to make people laugh. I just want to talk about Bravo. I just want to, you know, talk with other really like diehard fans. And, you know, I don't want it to be about my life. I just want it to be about like this thing that we all love. So that's why I kept myself out of it. And then as I started to kind of apply my passions, which are, if I hear a rumor, I want to run it down. So, <laughs> Wait, have you been that your, have you been like that your entire life? Yeah. I'm like, Oh, what, what's that rumor? Well, why don't we just go find out? Why are we going to talk about this for 30 minutes? Like, let's just go to the <laughs> like a yeah. book guys. Hey. Um, how, how many murders have you solved so far in your own <laughs> life? <laughs> Honestly, I would do it for free. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing is like, I mean, I watch all the crime shows, I do all the stuff. And so, and I love that when somebody wonders about something and instead of just letting it be a mystery, especially with this, like the bar is low, Ryan, like a lot of these rumors, like they're really <laughs> easy to solve. Well, but then, but okay. But here that is, you're, you're so right. But the thing is, I don't think anybody would ever like general pop culture, yes, to a degree, but like even with the free Britney thing, we've let that run for like 13 years without really, really getting into the thick of it, even yeah. though we always were like, well, something's weird there, but we mm -hmm. just kind of like, there are certain things that just magically go past our radar or that we accept. Yeah. Like I was, I was talking the other day with a friend about Jen Shaw and I said, remember the first season where we all kind of like wow, it is kind of weird. I don't really understand what Jen does, but we totally ignored it because <laughs> yes. we were like, well, Mary Cosby looks so weird in her closet. <laughs> like it was like, that's the weird thing right there. And we let the Jen thing, even though we knew that it didn't sound right, yeah. we almost were kind of gaslit into our ignorance. And I, I think that about a lot of things with Bravo is like, we, why would we ever think in the, in the past, why would we ever think to look into any of this stuff? You know, so true. So true. And I will say when it came to Jen Shaw, like she was such, I mean, she, it's almost like, and it really is like this woman watched Bravo for probably a solid yeah. decade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had an opportunity to be on the show. And she had a marketing machine. She sent out merch. She FaceTimed with people. She would blow me up in the middle of the night. Oh, the I was, I was, I was a part of the Shaw squad for God's yeah. sakes, because oh, she said, in a well, well, in a deal. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I have to testify against her in a couple. No, no. I, I mean, like I remember DMing with her and she was always on yeah. her DMs. She was, yeah. I mean, who knows if it was her or not. Who knows but, if it was her. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no. And she worked really hard. And that kind of made me suspicious. I was like, she's working so hard on this marketing campaign to build an army of people who are loyal. Like, this is just odd. Like, she's either just really excited or something is off here. And then I remember wondering what she did for a living. I couldn't find anything. Um, and then people drop into my DMs. And this is the magic of Instagram, really. It's like, honestly, the I don't go looking for the dives. 
the dives find me. <laughs> every time. I don't go looking for trouble. Trouble finds me. <laughs> yes, drag of cigarette. Exactly. <laughs> so this woman uh, goes into my DMs and she's like, hey, you know, Jen Shaw, uh, she used to work for this company. It was really weird. And I swear there was a waterboarding incident. And I was like, record scratch. What did you just say? Wait, to did me? you say a waterboarding incident? <laughs> oh, correct. Yes. Wait, waterboarding, if I'm not mistaken, is when they pour a bunch of water over your face so it simulates mm-hmm. uh, uh, being dr- drowned, or Correct. Right? Torture tactic. Yes. Correct. So I was like, well, that made me really curious. And I was like, but Jen's been really nice. And, you know, I want to support the <laughs> yes, show. Exactly. And, you know, but this is really compelling. And then somebody else would DM and say, hey, you know what? I'm from Utah, too. And blah, blah, blah. Like, what? you know, little tiny thing. And I'm like, I got to run it down. Got to run it down. So I do have a highlight about John Shaw, and that. Wait, was did you I find was. out about the waterboarding incident? Oh, that's legit. That happened. Wait, yeah, she waterboarded somebody. Feel free to watch the highlight. She didn't do it. She worked at the company. <sighs> it would be amazing pressure. though. She she sent the uh, the order, and then she watched the waterboarding happen. <laughs> she Again. didn't hold the cloth over the face. She yeah. didn't hold the gallon of water that that I know of, but. There's folks, a court folks we're, we're five minutes in and we've already brought up waterboarding. <laughs> so this could be the most exciting interview I've ever done. Right, yeah. I mean, you can go into my highlights and check it out for anyone who's interested. But she yeah, by the way, company. guys, at Bravo Bravo, <laughs> Ducking Bravo is the account. It's D-U-C-K-I-N-G. Uh, go throw a follow right now. And, and later after this interview, go through all the highlights. So that Thank was you. one of your first ones. That was one of my first while. My first one was about uh, Jamal. Is Jamal coming? Um, and that I was really curious about him because there were all the rumors about, you know, he's got, well, it's honestly Giselle's dad started it. He's like, well, oh, so what she's talking about, else. you guys, is Real Housewives of Potomac this past season was infuriating, an amazing mm-hmm. season. But Giselle's storyline was that she potentially was getting back with Pastor Jamal. And I'm sorry, but that guy, as we knew on Potomac, was slinging his big D all over, yeah. all over, uh, was Atlanta? Is that where he's, where he's located? Or Yeah, he's in Atlanta now. He used to be Baltimore. But the rumor there was that he got kicked out of his church in Baltimore for impregnating a parishioner who may or may not have been underage. And I was like, let's find out. So what I did, jumped what into did you that. Find, what did you find out? I was not able to confirm or deny uh, that allegation. Many, many sources say that it happened. Um, but if there's nothing written, I don't put it up, right? I got to like find a court document. There's got to be a newspaper. Art. There's got to be something. You have ethics. Yes, I try. Damn, I try. Um, so, but I did find, you know, audio of him on tons of radio shows when they were trying to legalize a same sex marriage in Maryland and he was very much against it. And it's very, oh yes. Oh yes. And it's very telling why he was against it. He said, well, what does this mean? What, where do we go from here? You know, what if I see a a 16 year old girl in my church and I love her, I want to be with her. That's wrong but same-sex marriage is okay. And I'm like, interesting that you would use that analogy. So it's really telling and the audio is there. It's in a post. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I found some stuff on him and none of it was great. So do you do you have stories that you keep an eye out on? Like, uh, you know what? Something is off here. It is setting off my spidey sense. So I'm just yeah. going to keep that on the, I mean, is there anything in your head right now where you're like, this something doesn't sit right in uh, with things that I'm seeing? Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to say them because I could be wrong. And I'm always, always open to that. I'm like, this feels weird. I could be wrong. 
right? But bro- so- but 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 BB <laughs> but BBDB, which is what I'm going to call you, BBDB, um, is that we only learn by our mistakes. So you have to learn to learn. You know, you learn from your mistakes. So feel free to swing wildly on this show because sure, I, sure. I, I don't know who you are at all. Your name probably <laughs> isn't even Sarah. Sarah, um, we can't okay. know. We can't know at all. So, but were you shocked though? Because I think you were at like 45,000 followers already and you just started your account how long ago? I started it in uh, July of last year. I think the end of July or beginning of August, I want to say. So uh, is it shocking to you that there is such a large audience for this? Or is it something of like, of course there is. Like, you know, this is, I knew going into it that this would potentially be big. No, I mean, for me personally, like I remember sitting on the couch and being turning to my husband being like, hey, a hundred people are vibing with me online. Like they're liking my joke. <laughs> like, I got a hundred friends online, you know? So I didn't necessarily think like that I would be, you know, a, a person with a large account. Um, I was a long time, like lover of all the Bravo accounts. I, you know, I would chat them up in the DMs and stuff, but I always said, I wish somebody would do, you know, X, Y, Z. I wish somebody would look into this. I wish somebody would talk about this. I wish somebody would make this joke, whatever. So, you know, one day I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I don't know what I'm doing. And my first meme, I'm going to leave it up there forever. It's so, it's so bad. Um, but, you know, it's part of my history now. What is and it? It's just like horrible Photoshop. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, I don't know. I think I, I have one on Teddy. Oh. I have one on like Beverly Hills. And then my first meme is like me turning into a mad scientist and like starting this account. So it's fun. Yeah, so I, so we got some Bravo stories of let's start from the beginning and we can work ourselves uh, back. And I guess one of the the bigger stories, and this is more of a fun story, is uh, a Sunday night I was in my 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 bed and working on the podcast for Monday, and I got a bunch of uh, text messages and DMs that Madison Lacroix was going oh, live Lord. on Instagram from Southern Charm, and uh, and she was, and you know she was, was she ever. She was wasted, wasted, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I will never understand. I, I think that is something about celebrity or Bravo celebrity or any celebrity is why want to share, you know, I, I want to know what that psychological thought is of wanting to go live on Instagram or I need to share this with the world right now when it it's like what that thought process is at all. Is it just simple or is there something when you're drunk of like, it'll get back to Austin. <laughs> it'll get back to Austin. Yes. We'll keep this. Like they're keeping this thing. Like, I feel like I'm watching a season of the show that they're not filming. Yeah, we are. And that's the thing. I think I, I said this to one of my like account friends the other day that there really are two parallel things going on at all times. There's what you see that gets edited that's on the television show. Yeah. And then there's what's really happening between all their accounts and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And that one is hard to keep up with, which is where I think the accounts come in. <laughs> we try to tell you like, hey, you're busy trying to like go to work and, and live your life. Here's the like tea that's happening, you know, behind the curtain um, every single day. But the Madison thing to me, I felt like I was watching a horrible moment, like a high school choice you would make where you're trying to make your ex-boyfriend an emotional response. And it felt so sad to me. I was just sad the whole time. I was like, guys, you don't have to try this hard. I'm sure you're already in his head. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's rough. And then I think there's a good amount of ego there too. Right. Like she wants the world to see her. She's beautiful. You know, looks don't last. Like show them boobies. Like do whatever you're gonna do. Um, but 
But yeah. I mean, get paid to show the get paid to show the boobies. They're only fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, I, I'm not. I, I I just find it like all of a sudden I was seeing boob and butt and like, I'm not opposed, I'm not opposed to boob and butt, but it wasn't, it was like sad boob and butt, like not in the look of it. It was was like, you want to see boob and butt because somebody's in love with you or somebody likes you. You don't want to see Mm -hmm. boob and butt out of like, oh, this girl looks like she's about to throw up on her friend, you know? Yeah. It was like spiteful boob and butt. You know what I mean? She's like trying to shake it for him. And uh, I don't (laughs) know. Poor, poor Taylor Swift wants that song to stop, like, because she's always playing the We Are Never Getting Back Together God, song. I can't hear it. I can't hear it anymore. I Taylor, really can't. And then it's just like, then the Justin Anderson gets involved. And no. you have these two, it's like West Side Story. You have these two, like, uh, fighting gangs of people <laughs> that are like, you know, people are putting each other on their shoulders. And then the next day, Madison comes out and goes, you know, I've had better nights, but you know, so what? It's that kind of ego thing popping back. But don't you think that Madison, like, she's kind of screwed up that game plan because she was really, I felt like she was, she was handling it great and like still rising above everything, even with the A-Rod stuff. Mm -hmm. And she looked great. She got her uh, stomach surgery or whatever. And she was showing that off, looked beautiful and rising above the haters. And then things like that. I feel like it's the actual peak. It's like the wizard behind the curtain where you just see like, Oh no, like it's not all. And what happened yeah. to her boyfriend that she announced like last week? I don't know. But in a lot of cases, it's like, say less, do less, say less, do less. That's that's the opposite of my motto, by the way, BBDB. <laughs> that's it's say more and just hopefully it works out. Um, uh, so, but then we get these, I, I love everybody then fascinated with everybody's social media. And I've always said, like yeah. you said, the show behind the show is more interesting than the show. And somebody would be very wise to just edit this crap together and just put it out on Bravo. Because I sometimes believe yes. Bravo is letting all of this free content just just go by the wayside. Like I'm telling you, Bravo, let me host a weekly show where I recap everybody's social media because then we see Craig walking out of sewing down South where, by the way, have we ever seen Craig is literally, I know we all give Craig a pass, but he is legitimately a female IG model. He is like yeah. the equi- equivalent of a third because he knows the girls are just freaking out. So he's always like touching his hair and like oh he's, my in, gosh. he's in the sunset light. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's all he's got, honestly. Like, <laughs> Wait, you don't believe in it. his sewing? You don't believe in his sewing ability and his lawyering ability? No, no. I I think that Craig was was blessed um, with aesthetics and that's a, that's a wonderful thing. And he should lean into that. And he looks dapper in a suit. And so if he gets yes. a few clients for whoever is actually doing the lawyering, that's wonderful. Have you ever thought about going to Sewing Down South and then falling, falling, but like go, go and then fall in his store and then hire him to sue him? It's a brilliant idea. Yeah. So, brilliant idea. so I thought that was a funnier one with tinges of sadness. And I'm sure we will see all of this play out on Southern Charm. Um, but then, uh, I mean, this is not Bravo related at all, but to me, this is the pinnacle of pop culture. And it of course is Britney Spears and the free Britney movement. Mm -hmm. And we had this two and a half minute uh, video that came out yesterday with uh, Jamie Lynn Spears getting up in our business saying we, Hey, I was, I was supporting my sister long before a hashtag. And I will be long after that hashtag. Now, what is your opinion of this video? So I watched, I probably made it 30, 30, 35 <laughs> seconds in. And then I did that thing where Vicky's like, I'm going to sleep. Like that was me. Um, 
because I'm not buying it. <laughs> so I just kept scrolling on that one. Um, I think that she came out because she was getting heat. People were wanting to like, you know, boycott her show that she was on and things like that. But the only thing I believe is facts always. So the fact that we saw her name listed, that she was getting money when years ago she had said, I never have made a dime. And it's like, but we see now that you have been but we see now that you have been. Okay, and, and how do we see now that she has been? There are court it, documents that says she is getting paid yeah. by the estate. Yeah, and I haven't like pulled up the original. I've seen screenshots of it, so I hope that they're not manipulated. I like to usually pull up the original, but right now that's what I've got. I've got, you know, a document that says she's been getting money and, you know, but it came out that Britney's lawyer's been getting, which is such an unbelievable amount, $10,000 a week? for the past number of years. And he never told her that she could contest the conservatorship. So all of this is really scary to me for a couple of reasons. One, you know, are we watching somebody being held against their will? Obviously she's, you know, an adult who can make her own choices even if her family doesn't agree with them. And two, just the concept of conservatorships in general. You know, the fact that like Tom Girardi is using one, abusing one, right? Probably somewhat allegedly for his benefit. And then two, Britney's being abused by one, allegedly. So it's really interesting. And, you know, that movie that came out, um, I Care A Lot, which I don't know if you saw that or not. You see that? I mean, it's on Netflix. I, uh, that's Rosamund Pike. And she won yeah. the Golden Globe for Best Actress, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And it's about conservatorships. So it's nice that you can, like, watch a recent movie that will kind of explain to you, like, the power that you have in that situation and how scary it can be. So... Anyway, the thought of those being abused and used against people, um, and they're they're pretty hard to secure in in some instances. So it's it's surprising that it's gone on this long, and I think it's going to say a lot about you know the justice system as we know it if she's not able to get out of it. It is truly scary in the sense that celebrities. I, I keep saying this last last couple of weeks is that they used to be aspirational or, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you see the reality of these situations. But also on the other hand of that is I can't help but think, and I don't want to make this about something it isn't, but you know, how many men have we seen flame out over the years? Like whether Mm -hmm. it be Charlie Sheen or, I mean, I hate to remind people of Johnny Depp's antics, even in the beginning when we would trash hotel rooms. Yeah. um, There were so many stories. If you look back with pop culture of people going through phases, or even if you want to go female, you know, Lindsay Lohan, but these Mm -hmm. are also called phases of someone's life. And I also am not saying that Britney does not have, um, um, uh, psychological or, you know, like I, I believe that she does have psychological issues like myself and like a lot of many other Americans, uh, mm-hmm. and everyone around the world, but that also can be medicated. That also can be, there asked there, there, there can be things where you can work through those or live with these issues. And for something to go on this long without any kind of signal of like, how does she get out of this to me, it then goes from like, well, they're not actually trying to help her, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And all those things don't constitute a conservatorship necessarily, right? So it's it's really, you know, it's unfair, it's frustrating. And I think that finally the world is feeling like the the frustration and the angst that her fans have been feeling for a really long time. And I'm glad that there's a ton of attention being brought to this. And you're absolutely right. I mean, how many people have we seen have these public freakouts? Or do you remember when like Mariah Carey had like a meltdown on what was the name of that show that MTV used to host? Oh, Cribs. 
no but i remember the cribs after glitter she did like glitter and it was like it was kind of a bizarre cribs appearance yeah yeah uh, ryan if you can find that put that in right here but um uh it, it, i remember yeah rem- but that's what's so funny TRL. about it was yes. trl yes, she, like, yes. she like said her words weird and she like almost fainted and people didn't know what was going on with her and she's like it's exhaustion everybody used to say exhaustion all the time Yes. So I, I'm just saying, like, we've seen this before and, you know, her rights weren't taken away from her. It is funny. Like pop culture is, I always, it's one of those, the the more I get to talk about it and I'm lucky enough to talk about it. And, but I've been fascinated since I was a little kid. Are you, are you, the, have you always been the same way? Oh yeah. I was raised. TV is like my sibling, me and exactly, TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you also, uh, were you also on the sites? Like, were you, I don't know how old you are. Were you like Perez Hilton, TMZ, D-listed, Daily Mail? Uh, were you all that stuff too, or? Oh yeah. No, I grew up with all of it. I mean, reading like, you know, magazines back in the day. And then, um, I wasn't, I wasn't super into Perez Hilton, but you know, just all of the things wherever I could like catch up on what's going on stars. They're just like us. Right. Not really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I kids, uh, I, I don't know if you, I used to get the hard copy of us weekly. I used to get that delivered <laughs> and every Friday I would go down to my mailbox and I'd be so excited to look at these pictures. And now the, with the online, it's just completely obliterated sometimes like the, uh, the magazines yeah. that I used to, you know, cause you see these pictures now on a daily, if not hourly basis. But back mm-hmm. then in the day, you'd like, Ooh, which, which stars like, <laughs> are they going to show like looking shitty at the, the, the dry cleaners, you know? Um, Um, Yes. Yes. And you know what you were saying earlier about like, you know, Bravo, like doing something with all this content. I can't help but think that they would just ruin it. It would just become like all of a sudden a star is walking through a grocery store, but she's like rolling her face with a nurse, Jamie roller. Like it just, it it would somehow get ruined and it wouldn't be real anymore. And so you got to just let it be messy. Well, speaking of like, has any of the Bravo labs and as you get into this, have you gotten some really weird DMs? Have you uh, pissed off Teresa Giodici yet with the uh, deep dive mm-hmm. of her boyfriend? Has anything like that uh, occurred to you? Because I've talked to a couple of people where that definitely has happened. And I know I've uh, upset a, a Bravo lab or two. Um, has that happened to you? Oh, yeah. Bravo loves. Um, I mean, Cameron was upset with me. I did the Westcott deep dive, but I was like, Sharp brought this on you guys. I didn't go looking for this. Um, I keep forgetting that that's actually every time Chart is uh, that's uh, isn't that his actual name? No. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? I'm so confused now that I actually think it's his name. You know. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, yeah, but I mean, she was upset, but then I explained to her. She's like, you know, you can't these. I you can't say things that aren't true. And I was like, and I wouldn't. And I wouldn't dare. Here's Wait, can, can we roll this back a second just so I can catch the audience up if they don't know? So sure. what she's referring to, you guys, are the Westcots, which is Real Housewives of Dallas. Uh, you have Cameron and Court. And then, of course, Court has this brother, Chart. Chart, or what is his actual name? Yeah, it's like Chart, like you're looking at a medical chart. chart. But we call him Chart, right? Um, mm-hmm. or that, so, um, which is the combination of a fart and a poop. So that's mm-hmm. what his name is. So this guy loves to get into people's DMs and argue and uh, really says some really horrible things about different ethnicities. And, and there's, but the family history is littered with a lot of really curious items. And what was the part that, so Cameron slid into your DMs, what was the part that she was upset with? What did you well, find out in your studies? So she was upset about, um, you know, going back into the history of like, how did they build their wealth? 
right? <laughs> she didn't she didn't say one thing about you know what was said about Shark, which you know is what it is. So, and I was like, well, this is the reason I looked was because he came in here and was fighting, and you know, and now we've seen him like try to take down Tiffany Moon and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, anyway, that hadn't even happened yet, and I was like, look, here are all my sources. Like, didn't make up one lie, didn't make, I didn't need to, couldn't write this if I wanted to, right? Here you go. And then, you know, she was after that very pleasant and we had a nice little exchange and it was fine. Um, That's interesting that you guys actually then had a nice exchange after that. Yeah. I mean, I have no beef. It's not personal. Like I wasn't making anything about her. It's like this crazy guy came into the Bravo sphere and tried to like take a shard on us. And I was like, no, you may not. (laughs) Who are you? And why are you mad? Aren't you supposed to be like spending money somewhere? It's so so funny though. Um, uh, You know, it sounds like you really do have like, it sounds like you're a mature adult. Whereas me, I'll like, I hate you forever. Like I get, (laughs) like I feel personal anger when somebody goes against a Bravo love or something that I like, I'm not, um, I'm not mature. Like you're like, it's not personal. I'm like, for me, it's so sad. It gets personal, even though I don't really (laughs) know these people, but I'm like, how dare Jack say something about Ariana, you know? Well, I mean, when I watch the show, I definitely like I get mad and, you know, unreasonably mad and stuff. But you just like take a step back and you're like, okay, well, these people are getting paid to to build conflict. Right. And then what we enjoy is the conflict resolution. So if they don't handle it well, it tells you something about them. Right. So we've seen people burn out and freak out and handle things horribly. And that just tells you, like, how do they handle conflict in their life and what can you learn from that as a person? So that's why I find it like a nice outlet because, you know, in my normal life, I can't say what I want to say to people I work with. I can't do what I want to do. Because so, you, know, you work in the government? Oh, don't you wish you knew? Well, I like what you say about conflict resolution. And I feel like, I don't know, like, do you feel like we really get that with Bravo anymore? Like, do you, I mean, in like terms of like even the firings, if you look at the Vanderpump Rules firings, do you consider that conflict resolution or would you have rather that conflict resolution came out on screen? Okay, so fun fact, I never watched Vanderpump Rules. That is a horrible fact. I'm sorry, I know that. How dare dare you call yourself Bravo, Bravo, Ducking? You get one of the Bravos, you can only be Bravo, Ducking, Bravo now. You can't use the third Bravo. (laughs) I tried. Two shows I've never watched. I'll confess them now. Everything else I've watched. Never watched Summer House. Never watched. Well, it's been um, fun talking to you, and I hope I wish you well in your studies. Uh, no, I did watch one episode of the reunion after the whole, you know, Hannah debacle had happened, and I, you know, found some audio and put that up. I was like, "How's she going to handle this? Like, you know, figure it out. Like, say you're sorry." And then I watched the reunion, and there was none of that. And I was like, "And that was a waste of 45 minutes." So, so I'm assuming you did watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this past week, correct? Oh, oh yeah. I watch, I mean, all the Real Housewives since the very beginning, OC, like we've gone on the journey together. Yeah, I, I watched the first night uh, OC aired. Like I remember oh, that yeah. specifically. Oh, yeah. And I just was like, oh, this sound, this seems like something I would love. And I did <laughs> love it. Um, but it is funny when you go on these journeys with these ladies. And I, I feel like we've built to this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where, you know, something very serious is taking place with the Erica oh, yes. Jane thing. And we finally got to hear a little bit of how she is going to play it this season, uh, this past week. And I'm so excited because tonight, you guys, this is this comes out on Wednesday morning. So tonight we will be able to see the next episode. And this is the episode where Lisa Rinna also admits that Amelia Bedelia is dating Scott Disick. So mm-hmm. we've got that at play. But 
What are your thoughts? I mean, this is a huge can of worms and I know you guys, I'm dipping all around and I will be coming back to Brittany, but I want to get your thoughts on the Erica Jane thing. And this is part where I'm very jaded, where yeah. I see a lot of Bravo audiences and I don't know, you probably notice this as well online where people are like, I believe everything she said. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Where do you land on that spectrum? So, I mean, for me, that's the one dive that, that I, I really felt compelled to look into. So I started looking into the Girardi case files and everything I could about him, about her, anything, anything back in November. So as soon as she filed for divorce, then there were murmurings of like other things coming. And so I was plugged in when those things were hitting. So those were lenders filing that he hadn't paid them back their millions. That was when the Lion Air case was filed. So I have posts on my account and in my highlights about back in that time frame, what was going on, who was filing when, how much money was owed, and then what she was putting on her social media while all of that was happening. So do I blame people for thinking, oh, maybe she's the victim and I believe her story? No, if you weren't plugged in, then you might think that, right? Yeah. But if you've been like, this has been in my veins <laughs> since then, <laughs> and I've been like just that deep that there, there is no way in my mind, my personal opinion, that she was not aware that things were going on. You, you're not married to a man for 21 years, knowing who he is, kind of a transactional-ish relationship. He's the boss. She referred to him as that many times. We've all seen the dinner scene where he cut off Lisa Vanderbump when she was talking and then he cut off Erica because she tried to talk. She knew who he really was, is what I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. And she benefited from that relationship. How much? We shall see. Rumors of 20 million floating around. But to all of a sudden say I'm divorcing you and then two weeks later, huge, huge, you know, cases are filed against him to where his law firm will never practice again. I do not, I do not buy it. Not for a second. Yeah, I don't buy it either. And also, I mean, I, I'm, you know, my, my, tr- I'm an acting coach, you know? And so I was even kind of, and I know, but see, this is why I feel like I'm so ashamed of myself is that I get that deep into it where I'm like looking, I'm rewinding moments to see the acting, you know, to see what, like, oh, yeah. cause my thought is, and I know, like, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't like it in my normal life. I don't like QAnon. I don't like any of that crap. But mm-hmm. with Bravo, I'm like, bring on conspiracy theories. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's totally different, right? Because there's what there's what they're showing us. All the world is a stage. And then there's what's really happening. So for me, that moment where she says, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. And then there's a beat. There's like a 15-second moment where she's just quiet. I'm like, she's getting into character. Like, she's remembering her lines. Like, how are we going to talk yes. about this? Yes. Well, even the, even the entrance to it, which I love a stage entrance. I love mm-hmm. the very dramatic entrance of her with the right hand. And then she puts both hands to the air. Like, I look at me, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. victorious, you know, men are trash. And <laughs> I think we're, you know, I think because what's so exciting to me is that's why this season really works for me is because we know like we know how this ends, like where we know where this goes. So for us, then we're just like watching this braille, uh, this this breadcrumb trail of like, okay, so now we'll eventually get, uh oh, 
Tom also stole from plane crash victims. Like that's going to come out and we're going to yeah. see then how it switches the story. And we do see through the preview that Sutton steps up to her, which by the way, I mean, for how the season's going for Sutton, like I wish it was somebody with a little bit more, like I would have loved to have seen Kyle step up, you know, like yeah. but Sutton is already being like kind of, you know, lambasted for various reasons, some yeah. totally viable and some not. But I feel like, I feel like I'm like, does Sutton make it out of this season, like mentally intact? You know? I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I know. I would love to see like for all Lisa Renna's talk, for all the talk, for all the years, for the, I'm going to talk about it, blah, 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 running Denise into the ground over an alleged consensual tryst uh, between two adults. Still living. This, still living. We get nothing. We get nothing. So, and then, you know, Kyle and Watch What Happens Live the other uh, the other night, which was such a great one. I hope you saw it. It was I did, Crystal of course, and Kevin. yeah. Oh, God, it was so good. Um, but Kyle's like, you know, we still don't know. There's a lot we still don't know about Erica. I'm like, is there a lot we still don't know? Or are you not reading? Are you not reading? Wait, we just, just so we're clear, you're not Erica Jane, are you? No. Okay, that, I was like, oh my God, if you run this account, I'm just like, no. But I, I think it is very um, telling also that uh, she starts off with this story of... Um, I just, she, she paints this story, but then I think later on in the episode, she kind of reverses that image because she says, sorry, I'm at my parents and their answering machine is going off. So if I you, didn't hear it, but that's fine. Oh, okay. You should answer it. <laughs> no, it's like their older friend. They're like, Bill, Becky, are you there? Are you there? Can you come get my mail? Um, so no, I think it's interesting. So she, she sits down at that dinner next to Rinna and Kathy yeah. and she starts telling this, let's talk, you know, like you said, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. And she says, we started, we, we were only speaking then sentences at a, at a time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we were speaking in short sentences. He pushed me away, da, da, da. And then I was around this huge house, just wondering. And then I just had to make the best decision for myself. And the part that I keep hitting over the head with this audience is that this is where I got offended how blatant this was. She said, I drove him to work. Mm -hmm. I drove him to work. I came back, packed up my stuff or like loaded my stuff. And then I slept in the, the my new house that night. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're to believe any of this is true, just just like location alone. So they live in Pasadena, that huge mansion. He works in the mid Wilshire district. Now, if you take that path, that's a, 35 to 40 minute drive without traffic. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you're speaking in sh short sentences at that time, why would you volunteer to drive Tom to work? That's an awkward, that's an awkward car ride. Right. And you said, I kissed him. Or I said, I love you. Or, and he said, I know toots or so he said something like that. Right. Yeah. Thanks doll. Hey, thanks doll. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, tip your waiters. Um, and then he walks in. So we're supposed to believe this, this kind of, and then we're supposed to believe in this movie star way that she then went home and packed up all her stuff. Now, yeah. Erica Jane did used to go to a place that I worked at and I would see her come in. She was always chauffeured, always chauffeured. Mm -hmm. So to me, even in a pandemic and the traffic isn't that bad, if you're not on really good speaking terms with somebody, why would you drive them 40 minutes? And then, but what I love is that I put this on the Bravo historians thing. Cause she said, Oh, I'm starting to believe Erica. And I was like, what? Are I thought it too. I just had to turn away. I was like, I can't fix your mind over Instagram. Like we could talk about it, but we're, yeah, no. <laughs> well, 
but but also I'm like, who is paying? Like, I, I always then get paranoid as like Erica, J- like, oh no, she's working for Erica Jane now because I to <laughs> me it's so obvious. To me, this yeah. is so obvious. And um, so I I just I I I put my comment in there about what I just said, and I love the people arguing with like they want to believe that it was yeah, real they do. Lo- but like, why do they want to believe it was real love so bad? Like, I don't understand. Like, regardless if she knew about this, she's still married for money. So you're yeah. going to always get that thing slapped back in your face of it. You didn't marry for love to begin with. You you, right. you grew to respect him, but you never loved him. So why are we ever supposed to feel bad for you when it didn't work out the way you thought it would? Yeah, I agree. And the thing is like love can come in many forms and we all know this, right? So I'm sure that she had a love and an admiration for him yes. in their own way, right? But like make no mistake, like if he was, you know, the owner of a small copy and printing store, on Sunset Boulevard, they would not be together. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Girardi and Sons will beat uh-huh. Kinko's prices every day. That's right. That would never have been a marriage. Okay. They got what they wanted from each other. He looked like, you know, a bigger hot shot because he had a, you know, a cute young wife and she got to do whatever she wanted to do. Um, I think people can, you know, try to feel bad. Um for, for people in a situation where it's like, well, I've been through a divorce, you know, they can empathize with something or they can sympathize with something. But I think it's uncomfortable for people to say this woman is lying to my face. It's an uncomfortable thing, right? Even like, you know, last night, the whole Britney thing that popped off, which was unexpected because her social media was like, this footage was taken to, you know, yesterday. Oh yeah, capitals. I cannot wait to get into this, yes. In all capitals, right? And so you're like, oh, in all capitals. So that's got to be true. And then you ask yourself, if it's not true, that means this is uncomfortable. That means they're lying to us. And that's awkward. And who wants that? I just want to be happy. So um, I think it's probably easier. It's just an easier path. It's a downhill path to take. Just accept what someone's saying to you. I hate that I am a type of person now that I don't. And I think Bravo and pop culture has taught me this, that I don't take people at their word, you know? I know, I know. I, I I used to, but now I'm like, but also I just feel like with the Erica Jane thing, it's very obvious because she's created a character named Erica Jane. And this character was built on this show of always telling you like it is, and I'm a old fashioned broad and mm-hmm. I, you know, and I always stick up for that. And so then we're hearing these like little instances of like, we were at a company dinner and, and, you know, he told his friend, if you can afford her, welcome to, you know, all of a sudden now we're painting this picture of Tom as a husband. And that is why I also know, you know, about this is that I believe we will see the justice Trisha Bigelow storyline in real housewives of Beverly Hills, because remember in December when she posted those flip phone oh, yes. text I'll never messages, forget it. I, that happened real time for me. I was so tired. I was up in the middle oh. of the night. Yes, exactly. I was so mad. I was with my friend on a Friday night going into the weekend and I'm like, no. Guys, don't worry. You did not start the show. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less 
than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Show all over again. This is what we call an ad break, and I am so, so excited to welcome our new sponsor, HelloFresh. Now, this is exciting. Uh, You guys know, like I said earlier, I'm not much of a chef, but I get to try my darndest with uh, one of the most amazing companies out there. With HelloFresh, you're going to get fresh, pre-measured ingredients. Guys, I don't know how to measure crap, so this is already done for me. Uh, They have mouth-watering seasonal recipes, and it's delivered right to your door. I do not have to move to my car, to a grocery store. It is all delivered to my door. It is easy. It's supposed to be fun. I'll tell you. I'll tell you if it is because they're actually sending me stuff, so I get to try it. But it's also affordable, and it's America's number one meal kit. Uh, Stressful meal planning is, is really actually insane. You guys, I eat like ground turkey and like like lettuce when I'm left to my own devices. So I'm excited. I got to flip through their menu and there are so many different options. Um, you you can even try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals. They're like 15 to 20 minute dinners. You got breakfast on the go and more easy options. And it says it's perfect for any busy lifestyle. They offer 50 menu and market items each week, including ready to eat salads, sandwiches, and soup. There is something for everybody to enjoy. And with all recipes designed and tested by professionals, chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity i have been watching top chef you guys what if this is the what if HelloFresh is the thing that gets me into top chef kitchen i bet it i bet it can be plus they are they are designed for a healthy lifestyle so it's one of those things that's good for you good to eat uh that's all the bases that you need covered right there um what i am so excited though about this as well is that for so bad it's good listeners 
go to HelloFresh.com forward slash so bad 14 that's one four and use code s-o-b-a-d 14 so bad 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash so bad 14 and use code so bad 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that is a lot of free i have never gotten 14 free of anything and you can do it just by listening to this podcast that excites me so much and you guys i am doing this myself I love food. I'm going to love to learn how to cook. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to be a double threat. Like I said, a podcaster and a chef. So guys, please do do me a favor. Do this show a favor. Go check it out. Go see if you like it. It is free at first. That's amazing. Um, So thank you, HelloFresh. I'm excited to eat you. Back to the show. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think of jokes and then I had to do an emergency podcast the next day. And, and I, I, it was like near the holidays. We should be spending time yes. with our families. Yes. Like this is ridiculous. But once again, you have to wonder, well, why did it go out on a Friday night for 45 yep. minutes and it was mm-hmm. taken down? So to me, she's planting a picture of, see, Tom was a horrible husband. I did not do this for the uh, the money. Uh, it was because he cheated on me, and that is horrible, even though I had it on authority that they knew about the cheating 10 years ago or whenever mm-hmm. this happened, and it was already worked out. But to me, this was like an insurance policy, like like I'll, I'll release these to help my case, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it. first of all, like there was so much to say there about those horrible, outdated texts from like 2011. Tracy Morrissey, God, she's amazing. And I'm such a fan. Um, She broke that down. She's like, you know, people were sending tips about like, well, actually this kind of phone, you know, because they've seen like Tom holding his old like tiny cricket, you know, in, in photos. Anyway, the point is that was a long time ago and she obviously got over it. She obviously had no problem having him pay for her music videos and kissing him and taking him around town. And he was her wonderful guy after that. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this is the thing, really? No. Where do you think this, where do you think this ends? Um, I think she's going to be held accountable in civil court. I don't know what's going to happen with the bankruptcy. I don't have a lot of faith in it. Don't get me started on that. Um, I worry uh, that, you know, all I want is for the people who were robbed essentially to get their money that they need for medical procedures that they need to live, um, that they won, that's their money. So it's, it's really the worst thing you can think of and we're watching it play out. And it, it, it's a sick, it's a sick form of, you know, voyeurism. And so I try to, on my page, like keep the focus on the fact that, you know, yes, we're watching this lady, but also, please note that she has two rooms in her house that are full of shoes and clothes. So that's just, and uh, and never acknowledge the victims and just still booty shots and all that good stuff. So. <laughs> well, also, that's what I thought was interesting was that also the time frame that she even put out herself on this past week's episode was, well... I've been dealing with this decision for a month. And then we even saw clips of the overflow closet and Mikey going through it. And then also the Erica Jane Mm -hmm. bat cave downtown where Sutton was like, don't sell this girl, you know? Uh And it's like, we realized, well, Hey, she's been packing up for a month. There's no way that Tom was like taken by surprise on any of this, let alone if you even want to just think like, okay, they probably still had some sort of housekeeper or something. Tom's had this house for three marriages 
beverages. You don't yep. think Tom would like have some sort of security system of like a big moving truck or like somebody mm-hmm. to tip him off in the neighborhood of like, Hey, yes. your wife's uh, Erica Jane's moving out. You know that, right? Like uh-huh. there's just, it doesn't like, I just, I just don't like blatant lies where I feel like I this, these are obvious lies and people are just letting them skate because basically people are like it's amazing people are good-hearted and i i love that about people but to me it's like choose who you use your good heart on you know agreed and i think that too is something that we can offer people and it's not like i want to try to make people more jaded but i just want to make them not as gullible when it comes to some of these things and i completely agree with you it's like tom had a heads up right if you've heard jay edelson on any podcast if you've looked at any of the legal filings the back and forth The letters from the lenders between him and the lenders are so sassy. Erica would call them cunty. He is mean in his letters to these lenders and he owes them money. And he's like, we will see if you're a better liar or I'm a better lawyer. And I'm like, damn, you owe him money. What are you sassing off about? You know, but some of those are in my post and it's like, he knew for a long time that this avalanche was about to fall. He owed too many people too much money. And you know, Emily D. Baker, love her girl crush all day long. So smart. So wonderful. I think she's going to come on the podcast. Oh my gosh. You're so lucky. She's great. So her theory is like that COVID, you know, exacerbated the situation. Probably. I think so. Uh, Other people want to kind of blame Erica for it. I think her spending was probably pretty consistent. Like he knew what, what that was. Um, I think he got himself into a hole, but this was not this was not a surprise. This wasn't like an overnight thing. This was building up over years. So I think he probably gave her a heads up, you know, knock on wood, allegedly. Um, I think he probably gave her a heads up. And so that's why she started to never before had she ever sell clothes, but she started to do that um, and started to think about an exit plan because you don't rent a place overnight. That doesn't happen overnight at all. Another thing somebody pointed out was that her house um, and I do remember this was that when all the house information came out to begin with, wasn't it that it was one of his lawyer friends properties that she moved into? So this has gotten a little bit, this is like an elephant, you know, telephone game here thing. But so what I discovered, um, you know, forever ago, but I didn't release, uh, the guy's image. Cause I was like, well, he's not involved and he's really not like, he hasn't been tweeting about it. Nothing. So like this guy and his wife who own the house also who are on the deed, whatever that Erica was living in, they, the gentleman went to the same law school, Loyola, I believe that, um, that Tom went to could mean something could mean nothing, but that connection is there. And I don't think that anyone had ever rented that house before. I'd have to go back and check the records, but I remember looking into that. So there are two things that are like, you know, level three sus on the scale one to 10 of sus, suspicious stuff. Um, and, and we'll see, because I know that, you know, recently within the last two weeks, the person who owned that house, like their financial records between them and Erica were re- requested, I think. So they're looking into that. The bankruptcy people are looking into like, how much did she pay you? They want to know how much money Erica has, and they're trying to find out. And that's one of the ways. Wow. I, I, um... I think the, oh, sorry. I think, am I bouncing back? I'm no, it's okay. not fine to me. But I would well, also say too, that would be something really interesting to talk to um, Emily, Emily Baker about. I'm sure she knows all the details about that. Um, I, I wonder, do you wonder about powerful people sometimes is that I was thinking, 
I, I was sympathetically almost thinking about Tom in the sense of, oh my God, did he wake up every day scared to death that today was the day the house of cards fell down? But then I started thinking about it in a different way with powerful uh, men uh, and maybe women as well, is that this is, what, well, this is what they love. Yeah. They love, they love to see, you know? Yeah. I don't know how you live that way. Like I remember getting a bill one time that I owed the IRS like $15 and I was like in a sweat. I was like, Ooh, got to pay that. Don't want to come in for me. I need to fly to radar. This is not, I don't want this heat. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, but <laughs> they get so used to, they get so used to keeping this going that I feel like maybe that's the excitement for them. There is something exciting of how long can I keep this going and I, I don't know, but also I love the a- aspect of the dementia or Alzheimer's is that this man was lying for four decades. Yeah. Like you think that he's going to stop now and everything should be taken like as like gospel. Yeah, that one irritates me because I think that is so difficult to say to people and not elicit an emotional response. Right. Because I think exactly. at this point, like we all know someone or know of someone who has suffered through that. And it's not something that I like to even imagine that someone would use as an excuse. Although I realize that that's what this might be. I will give that credence when a neurologist does a full exam. And the only way to really know, it's almost like CTE. The only way to really know is, you know, posthumously, right? Once someone has passed and they look at the brain, they can say, yes, you know, they were riddled with, you know, a cognitive decline or something, but to think about that being used as a, as an excuse is really disgusting in light of all the other, you know, horrible things that the victims have lived through. And I will say, you know, right now, um, so far, it's only, it's a psychologist who has examined him. I believe the brother paid for that examination that made that diagnosis. So we'll see. I think more testing is, is needed. And I'm sure it will happen. But even with all court cases, they hire witnesses that are going to go along with any argument. I mean, mm-hmm. it is very, and I also do sometimes wonder, I mean, sickly fantasize about, you know, I just, I always, just from an acting perspective is like, you always look at like, you know, how we rationalize things to ourselves, you know, we rationalize the bad things that we do. Like you'll even hear men who have cheated be like, well, I wasn't getting the love at home. That's right. I wasn't getting the love at home. And we tell ourselves these things so we can keep living a comfortable life. And I Mm -hmm. wonder if Tom, you know, like if it's like, well, you don't know how business works, sweetie, this, everybody's lying, everybody's cheating, everybody's stealing. Like I wonder, and that's a horrible Tom imitation, by the way, I realize that, (laughs) but I just, I, I love the thought that we will rationalize anything to ourselves because very few people in this world think of themselves as pure evil, you know? Mm -hmm. It's true. And very few people I think are pure evil. I think everything is very great. Did Tom help some people? He did. He really did. Was he a, you know, a great uh, lawyer in some aspects? Sure he was, you know, but did he also leverage any possible like networking opportunity, relationship, manipulation that he could to get ahead Yeah, it seems so. Um, And then, you know, the biggest question that I ask myself, and I can't remember where this was brought up recently, but someone was saying, you know, with the the way the settlements work, it's not like they're published, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. if you get injured and you win XYZ amount of money, it's it's a settlement behind doors. So let's say Mm -hmm. Boeing says, okay, Ryan, I'm going to give your, you know, these five families uh, $10 million. You may not hear how much each family gets. So whatever your lawyer gives you, you assume that was your fair cut. 
but you don't know for sure. And so you have to ask yourself, like, did Tom always do this? So when the families were so grateful for the 5 million they got, was it supposed to be eight? I don't know. And I don't know if there's any way to tell, but I hope somebody's working on it. Um, I love the part of the housewife and the hustler where they pointed out that he was like, you know, you're a fantastic young kid. We're not going to give you all this money because uh-huh. we see how young kids spend. Like, I love yeah. the amount or like, or the thought that I, I can't wait to find out more information about this was that he also seems like he had an investment arm of like, leave your money with me and I'll invest it. <laughs> like, it, it's it's yeah. almost like I also do home decoration. Like, you know, I, I, it, it seemed like yeah. another thing he invented. So as we start winding down, I literally could talk to you all day. Um, and thank you for so being so generous with my listeners with your time. But I do want to talk about the Britney thing that you had mentioned just uh, about 10 minutes ago. Sure. Where you posted this last night, and I, I hope this gets more steam, and I think it is, is that so we knew the day after the Free Britney hearing um, is that she went to Hawaii, right? She went to Hawaii with her boyfriend, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, but can you tell the listeners exactly what you, the process of what you discovered, how do you sure. discovered it and all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I know that, you know, in her testimony in court, she mentioned Hawaii and people know she likes to go there. And so I think, you know, recently they show her getting on a, a plane and they're telling the public like she's going to Hawaii, which is great. Good for you. Go to Hawaii. And then I'm also hearing that, you know, there might be some like news outlets who, who got some like kind of tabloidish photos of her, like proving that she's in Hawaii, which I hope is true. So wonderful. You're in Hawaii. But yesterday, last night, I'm winding down, I'm getting ready for bed and I get a DM um, from a great follower who's like, Hey, I need a sanity check. Am I nuts? Will you go look at this post they just put up? Cause this looks so much like footage from a long time ago, like over a year ago when she went to Hawaii. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. Like I'm not following her feet all the time. I don't remember that footage, but I I can't let something go though. Once someone says it, I'm like, let's go find out. So I went, I looked through, I had to scroll forever. And I finally found a post when she was in Hawaii in September 23rd, 2020. And the photos are exactly the same. And the seaweed, the clump of seaweed is exactly the same. You can't copy seaweed. Like, how does that happen? Same cowboy hat, same bikini, like same little positioning on the beach, rolling around in the sand. It's all the same. And in the footage that they they had in all capitals, this is from yesterday in all capitals. She's wearing a mask on the beach. Like that's not required right now anymore. And so it was just, it was blatant. Like I almost got the chills and I went back to the woman and I was like, you're absolutely right. Like, you're not crazy. That's the same seaweed. That's the same everything. They're reusing footage from September, 2020 saying this was taken yesterday. So, I mean, I I did a side by side and I put it out, but then that just, again, more questions than answers, right? Why would someone do that? They have to know her diehard fans would figure that out at some point, or is that them confirming in their own way that she never had control over social media? I don't know. That is that gives you like the chills, but like what, I mean, but also, I mean, what I, what I always, always have, I mean, I heard rumors about this. I've heard people that have said factual things about this is that she doesn't have control of her Instagram account, which, you know, is kind of heartening when you see that it's written in this like weird kind of, uh, yeah. like someday I feel like they're going to do like a, um, 
some kind of like beat poetry with Britney's Instagram posts on Broadway or something, you know, cause it's like written yeah. in these, like, you know, like you said, all capital letters and ellipses and all of these things, emojis. Um, but that's horrifying. Like either way, it's really scary. Cause it's like, why, but, but BBDB, why, <laughs> then why do they, why can she make a statement, but she can't just like in that statement go, and by the way, I don't have control of my Instagram account. Like why, why not just then she ripped some sort of bandaid off the other day. Why, why can't she, why can't this go further? I mean, I would, in my mind, I would think that she's telling the world, like, this is how bad it is. So for her, it might go unsaid, like, obviously it's not me in control of my social media. Like, obviously they would not trust me with a phone. Like I would call for help. I would tell you I was unhappy. I've been pretending. Um, I don't know. I mean, all of her posts to me have always been erratic and nonsensical and they're not, they're not a post that you would expect a woman of her age and, you know, her mindset to make. They're like an eight, you know, eight-year-old girl just got a phone for the first time and is like using every emoji. And, you know, there's spaces between the, you know, periods and the words. And it's just weird. And I think they do that on purpose. And who knows? Like all these little weird dances that she does, who knows how that's taken or when that's taken or what she thinks she's doing. I have no idea. And somebody's splicing that together. And then there's a whole thing about you know, allegedly a woman who's in control of her social media and people messaging this person and trying to get her to come out and just confirm it. But I feel like what we saw last night was a confirmation of like, this woman is not posting her own social media. Do we believe her boyfriend, Sam? I mean, he wore a free Britney shirt the other day. He seems to be, you know, by her side a lot of the times. Like, I don't understand how any of this works. And I'm not saying it's a fake relationship. I'm not saying anything like that, but like, I do know Brent Brittany is on uh, or has been at times, like she even admits on lithium and mentally incapacitated mm -hmm. or made to be that way. But he seems to have quote, you know, stuck by her side. I mean, do, do you have any information on this gentleman? So I don't, I have not looked into him. Um, can we know, pay, my... can we pay you to look into him? <laughs> I may, I may. I mean, the thing is like, we, we can't know what's in his mind, right? So yeah, he wore a free Britney shirt. That's nice. That's nice. That's a, check <laughs> that's a check in the box there. But if it's, if like, what I would say on my page is like, I don't know. I don't have information on this. He could be a good person. But if Britney was like a friend of mine who I'm seeing in this situation, I'd be like, can't trust him. Why is, why 20 minutes after the post went out about it being fake footage and people started talking about it being fake footage. 20 minutes later, he does kind of like a Hawaii proof of life story where he showed himself on a balcony in Hawaii. And was that current footage? Was that old footage? I don't know. Like once you start asking the questions, like why wasn't she in it? Like if you're going to do a, we're really in Hawaii video, let me see her. Is she all right? So I, I would find it very difficult to believe that if she's under that level of control that she described in court, that they're letting her date someone who is not also controllable. That would be my take on it. Oh my gosh. I, I, and I mean, do you, like I said with the Erica Jane, do you know what these 
next steps are? How do you see this ending? I mean, like I keep saying on the podcast, I was like, you know, we got this huge speech and in my movie version of it in the head, the judge bangs the gavel and goes, you're free, Brittany, you're free. And everybody celebrates, but that isn't what happened. It's almost like this, you know, huge moment. And then it was like, womp, womp. Yeah, it was very anticlimactic. I I thought something was going to happen where somebody would see this horrible wrong that was done to her. They would hear her lucid thoughts and realize like we've made a horrible you know decision here and we need to rectify this immediately. But it didn't happen. I don't know the legal next steps. Um, I may actually go watch Emily Baker's feed because I don't know like what on paper has to happen next for this to be over and done with. I, I really thought a judge could just say, this is wrong, it ends here. Um, but obviously that's that's not what it is. And I know that there's like a countdown, you know, fan, fans are like, it's been five days, you know, let's what's going on now? Today it's been six days. So I, I hope to understand that better. I hope that she's freed. I think it will be really, really sad um, and super scary, super scary if she's yeah. not freed just what that means. And I, I worry that it would empower other people to try to do things like this in the future. And that's the exact same fear I have when it comes to the Girardis. I'm very disappointed in the California Bar Association, but also pleased to see that they realize how bad they messed up. <laughs> And that they, well, they admitted that it went back four decades. Yeah. They admitted that they've made yeah. mistakes for four decades. And what's so infuriating, these systems that are put in place to protect us, mm-hmm. the citizens, the, the average Joe Schmoes, me and you, um, uh, they're meant to, these systems are put in place to protect us. And all they do is protect the rich. That's right. Yeah. Every time, pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, there were complaints made about him. In one of my posts, I found a complaint. Um, where somebody wanted him disbarred. And this was like in the 90s, I think. And they were so mad because he had lied. He was supposed to be somebody from, somebody was supposed to be investigating him. But instead of investigating him, it turned out that they had retained him as an attorney. So there's no way, there was already a conflict of interest before it even began. And so people found out about it and they wanted him disbarred and it just went away. Like it's, I couldn't even find any follow-up on it. Like it was just gone. So I don't know. I mean, I think that there's, a lot there's of going to be a lot of people that lose their jobs because of Tom Girardi, I believe. I mean, if they're horrible people doing things for the wrong reasons, I hope so. I hope so. Like it, it can't, it can't continue that way. And I hope laws change. I think that it should all be visible, like shine light on it. If, if a huge settlement is made, there has to be like an uninterested, uninvolved, unbiased third party who was like, okay, here's how much money it was. Now show me who's getting what. And like, it's all public record after it happens. And everybody knows how much money this family, this family, and this family got and how the math worked out and where the rest of it went. Why is that a secret? You know, it seems like it should be public. I like what you said about him doing good things as well as bad things, because I guess one of the greatest things he did is he gave us the music career of Erica Jane and she's had so many great pops. Um, So true. (laughs) Can I get you for 15 more minutes or do you got to get out of here? Okay, great. I mean, I literally would talk to you all day. No joke. Well, okay. That's all. It's game on. Let's the longest (laughs) podcast ever. So this is actually breaking news. I wanted to share with you. BBDB is that um, Craig Conover has announced he wrote a book. Oh Lord. It's called pillow talk with Craig Conover. And I just got an alert and he wants you to help pick up, pick the cover of his new book. And it's him posing with a bunch of pillows in sexy poses in his suit. Oh 
Can oh we gosh. stop these Bravo Lebs for writing books? Like, I feel like these, like, I feel Craig's has got to be a coloring book or something, but like, oh my God, we saw, it. we saw his story. Like, I mean, like you're on a reality show. We've seen most of your story already. Like no offense to Lala, but I don't need to see the evolution <laughs> of like, and then I got a Range Rover for having D sucking lips, you know, like. Yeah, honestly, what could Craig tell us? Craig, what, <laughs> what wisdoms could you share with me? I don't know. Let's Yeah, what I did mean- you save just for the book? <laughs> Like this is what it's like to hang out with Austin. I once saw I once saw Austin naked in a shower. Like I don't. What is ever going to ever be that good? That I I just love these money grabs and like all of a sudden Craig went. For, I, I really like Craig, but Craig went from the laziest person ever that was made fun to like literally having a law firm, a a, a, a pillow shop. Oh yes, and now a book all within like the span of a year. Like most productive uh, quarantine guy ever. For real, he he honestly was, and I think he found his niche right, and his niche might just be like you know, roll out of bed when you damn well feel like it, put on a suit, show up, look good, and just be in the photo. Like go to the pillow store opening. It's not fair. (laughs) I don't want, you know, it's like have all of that stuff, but then like, I feel like God needs to make him bad looking. Like I don't, I I get so personally offended by good looking men because like, I want to be one so bad. And it's like the only one I can stomach is Brad Pitt because I like, but first, but but even then, like, isn't it? Okay, that's interesting. Like, we all love Brad Pitt. He's one of the only people that has been able to kind of not skate, but like supposedly did some like that crazy thing on the jet plane with Angelina Jolie that triggered their divorce. But we just won't ever accept that. Like, you know what? Like, we don't want to ever hear anything bad about Brad Pitt because it would kind yeah. of break our hearts a little bit. And also, you do want to believe in forgiveness. And it seems like, you know, he quit drinking, he quit all of these things, but I do find it interesting that sometimes even the general public will turn a blind eye. Like we'll, we'll come down on certain celebrities very hard, but then other ones were like, that would be, that's too much. I don't want to, I don't want to go uncomfortable. I don't like that. I like all my favorite movies. Again, this is, this is uh, you know, another dive I have up there is about Woody Allen. And that is, is applicable to him too, right? It makes people uncomfortable. Like, oh, I love Woody Allen movie. It's like, oh, oh well then by all means, don't learn anything. Don't, don't, you know. I saw the four, I saw your your dive on that. And I also saw the four part Ronan V. Farrow on HBO Max, yeah. which by the way, I always say this, HBO Max is for me where it's at, you guys, in terms yeah, of streaming so services. If they literally just put a live feed of like a blank wall, I'd watch it at this point because I trust <laughs> them so much. But it was a very chilling documentary. And I it just, but also it goes to show you then the narrative then becomes you have the Woody Allen defenders, the detractors, yeah. and like a lot of things can be true at the same time, you know? They and can. I just, I loved how the documentary did. I'm, I'm a Woody Allen, like, I mean, I don't want to say fan anymore, but I've watched every one of Woody Allen's movies, even like interiors, even like this. I had uh, a box set of all of Woody Allen's movies because I'm like huge people. I'm a huge film buff. And like, Me he, too. Yeah. he was an amazing director and writer. I mean, fascinating director and writer. And then you know, the, the documentary also points out of like, if you look then at some of his work, a lot of his work was like, you know, he's with like a 17 year old girl in Manhattan and talking about, you know, and this all came out in public. 
you know, we all accepted this of like, ah, Woody, Woody, it's so fun. And then even That's this just stuff, Woody. yeah, even this stuff came out and then he managed to like beat it back down and have another 20 years of relevancy. And now it popped up its ugly head again. And he's like, damn it. I almost got away with it again. <laughs> but the, but I, I just don't put anything past anybody. I, I, I don't, I'm sorry that I, like you said earlier, you, you know, people can be good and bad at the same time and people can mm-hmm. make horrendous mistakes. People can be great in this one area and horrible in another, but the Woody Allen thing is just very, very fascinating. Um, if you look at it and very, very just sad because what a great mind and what a horrible thing to do, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it happens in a lot of areas and, and to circle back on the Brad Pitt thing, my, um, longest Instagram friend, BBF Bravo, also loves a dive. And she has one on um, Brad Pitt that I highly recommend people check out. And she oh, I love went, BBF. Yeah, she was on the yeah, podcast. Great, a lot. Yeah. And so she went in and she looked at the incident on the airplane. And it's really, really interesting. And it's really sad to think that, you know, he, like so many other men, just was you know, had at his fingertips like a PR machine to make things go away and to keep things from being weird. And then, you know, throws himself into projects and people receive that with open arms. And I don't think that story was ever really told the way it happened. I think, you know, as far as I saw it anyway, in the public, it was like, oh, well, Angelina's always been a little nutty, you know, happened. I mean, and, and I, I, somebody needs to do a deep dive on Angelina, because I was thinking about in terms of pop culture, how many moments she purely had, especially in her, because mm-hmm. remember when she won the Oscar for Girl Interrupted, she was, yeah. uh, she took her brother and there was that yep. shot of her kissing her brother and then partying afterwards. And I remember that I remember watching all of this and, you know, there was the SNL bit where Molly Shannon played uh, Angelina Jolie and she just made out with her brother on the weekend update. <laughs> yeah. Like they were literally having sex on the weekend update desk. And, you know, that was like considered like we were like cracking up about the whole thing. And then she went from that to Billy Bob Thornton. And that was another, I mean, that was pre, uh, you know, this Scott Disick looks at Billy Bob Thornton and goes, I'm a better looking version of you, man. But we, (laughs) they were wearing vials of blood around their neck. Oh yes. And we all just, I remember going like, oh, well that Billy Bob theme seems like a weird dude, but I didn't question it. Like there was no, I remember there was no like, how dare he date somebody younger. It's interesting. Mm -hmm how the public has changed in terms of what is acceptable and what isn't. But I didn't, I just remember, I don't remember, but now I, I I look at Scott Disick and Amelia and I'm disgusted, but I don't know if that's because as I get older, I feel that way, or if that's just how society has changed. I think it's a little bit of both, right? Like I, somebody on TikTok, as I love TikTok and I'm there a lot, um, had a video about that age gap and how the ones that like are really popular have just gone unnoticed. And there was one from forever ago. This is before my time, but it's Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson. And the yeah. ages like hit me in the face. Cause she was 15 and he was like 22 or 23. I don't remember what the ages were, but it was startling. And she looks like a baby, like walking down the street, paparazzi photo, holding his hand. And I'm like, how was that? Okay. How is that okay? But I think these things happen a lot and we brush it off because somehow celebrities are different, right? Or, you know, the one that sticks out to me the most, Marilyn Manson (laughs) and Evan Rachel Wood. Yep. When that was happening, I was like, this is not okay. Where, Where are this girl's parents? And everybody was like, you know, be cool. Don't be uncool. Like they've got, they're amazing. And, 
And she would be in interviews being like, he's weird. And that's the best compliment I can give someone. And I'm like, why are you around this person? You are a young like girl. You're like 16 or something. Um, you know, and then fast forward 20 years and here we are. Well, I think pop culture or actors or musicians, they are, are, you know, Greek gods in a way, you know, these, these are our superheroes. So, I mean, I, I hate to, you know, I hate to bring this up, but like, you know, if you even want to go back into the seventies, you guys, and you think about Jack Nicholson as such a, you know, such an amazing historic actor and everybody loves Jack and like the mm-hmm. smile and all of that stuff. But guess what? It was at Jack Nicholson's house where Roman Polanski, you know, raped that 16 year old girl where like anal mm-hmm. sex was involved. I hate to, you know, get, get deep. He was there. Like if, you know, Jack Nicholson these days, if he was like in his forties right now, he would be canceled yesterday. Like, yeah. I mean, this was just, but it, and everybody goes, well, it was a different time. It was a different time, but wild shit was happening. And that's oh, yes. Hollywood is littered with those stories. But you have to like, but you have to also say, well, yeah, I mean, but he did give a lot of these other things. He was good in so many of these other ways. But it is interesting if you go back, like, or, or even into the studio system of like the black and white area era, you know, like the Fatty Arbuckle murder or the, you know, like all, all just mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But I love that this all led to reality shows almost. It almost gave us the, the ability to watch these housewives go buck wild and like it don't like I feel like pop culture from the 80s 90s and early aughts mm-hmm. led directly into why reality shows are so popular because it was the next level of following our celebrities like well you know what we'll make our celebrities and we'll just put them in a reality show or vice versa you know yeah yeah it's it's pretty fascinating it really is and it's like there there is no end to voyeurism and I think if if some of these people had like a camera on them 24 seven, like there would be takers. It's almost like a wildlife camera where you're watching an Eagle's nest. Like there's always somebody who's going to watch, you know, and see what's going on. So it's, it's, I always have a lot of respect for the celebrities who limit their interaction and limit their exposure. Um, You know, like the Greta Garbo's of their time. And it's like, you don't want to say too much and show too much of who you are. You want to leave it to what you do on the screen. And then there's people who, who want to, you know, share every single thing. So it's an interesting dynamic right now in the culture that we live in. But I do really enjoy being able to hear from celebrities and have them control their own narrative because, you know, back in the day, they used to do a studio deal yeah. and you never yeah. knew who these people really were and you never knew what they really thought about things. Well, and that's so why you, you only find out 50 years later when, uh, you know, biographies come out and you're like, oh, this, mm-hmm. he was a gay man and he just hid his whole life. You know, it, it's very... Yeah. It's very interesting to see what comes out, but in a personal level, as you get more successful as an account, and I I speak from personal experience, is that I am so obsessed with my podcast and uh, the Instagram page to a degree. I'm so bad at answering DMs. I'm not good at that, but I'm not a deep dive (laughs) account, you know, so, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not, people aren't sending me in like, we'll send it to Ryan. He'll put out the information. Like, it's usually just like, that was a funny fart joke on there, you know, but uh (laughs) I get obsessed with that though. And I, I do realize though, at the, um, it's, there's a negative impact on my actual life. And I, I'm very interested to find out as COVID, uh, you know, dissipates and we, we get back to normal knock on wood is that if that's because of my obsession with my podcast and Instagram or because like, oh, that was just the pandemic and that's why your life completely went downhill and you don't have much of much of an actual life. My life has moved online completely, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you find know, that with yourself as well? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, especially when I'm in a dive where I'm about to get in one, like I get angry that I have to get up and pee. Like I'm like cursing, like on my way. <laughs> like I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I realize in the moment that it's not healthy, but I don't care. And I just need to like finish doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, I think it is, it is exactly what I wanted it to be. Right. I was like, I want Bravo friends. And it, the impetus honestly was because Countess Luann came into town. I didn't have anyone to go see her show with. And I was like, I can't go on like this. How do I not have any Bravo obsessed friends? And that kind of influenced my decision to make a page as well. But I think there's a healthy balance, right? It's like, you got to figure out how to, like, I like to clear my DMs. Okay. I do it almost every uh, two days. Uh, it's impossible. Now. <laughs> I'm going to give you a tip. Do it like a boomer. I sit down on my laptop. I join Instagram on my computer and I type so fast that oh. I can clear it so much faster than like holding my little phone. There's no way to do it on your phone. There just isn't. Yeah. It's like, it's too small. And then my, like, I start to get like a headache or, you know, yes. it's like, and then people start replying back to the replies you sent and I then know. you're just and like, then you're stuck. Yeah. And then, but you also don't want to be like the, I hate like, cause I write, I'll like heart it. And then I'll go, ha ha, because I actually genuinely think ha ha. But then I'm like, <laughs> I can't even really personally give, you know, like I can't get into full conversations with everybody. Like I would like to, you know? Yeah, I know it's true. And I do get into conversations with people. Um, and it is pretty fun. I do enjoy the back and forth and some people, oh my God, they make me laugh so hard and they bring such joy so into brilliant. my life. So, I mean, the so. Bravo audience and pop culture audience are so sophisticated and brilliant. And that's why yeah. I feel like things like Erica Jane and Jen Shaw, this bullshit does not stand any longer because these audiences mm -hmm. see past it. They are so small. I'm blown away. And that's why I'm blown away by your account. I'm blown away by you, what you put together and stuff because I'm so excited that somebody like you is out there to point these things out because not only can these shows provide humor and, uh, you know, uh, soap opera quality, but they, you can also go deeper with them. But do you ever wonder about like, are we, are we making meals out of each one of these moments too much where we're taking the overall joy out of the show? So, you know, I ask myself that every now and then, but I will say, I think that like Louie, the guy, you know, that Teresa started to date. That's where we're going next. Questions. That's, that's how okay, I'm yeah, 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 really? yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yes. Okay, honestly, well, that's where I was going there with you. If that was okay with you, <laughs> I will go there with you. If that is okay. It is okay. <laughs> so that's one area where you just can only see so many headlines before you just say like, F it, like, let's go see. Like, is he a Scientologist? Why do people keep saying this? That's a pretty serious allegation, you know? So I don't think that that took away from the show. For me, it enhanced the show to know more about what the heck was going on. Cause I don't think anybody else was gonna like really look into him and find out what he was about. It was just a lot of rumors, a lot of people saying he's like Dirty John, um, all this kind of stuff. So, and, and who knows? I mean, he might turn out to be absolutely terrible. I personally think that their flaws align. <laughs> they could be a perfect little fit. Uh, only time will tell, you know? Yeah. That's so, um, so, I mean, what, uh, but I, I still am just, my, uh, it was blew my mind when that video of him on the beach came out and it yeah. was like the perfect topper of all the questions everybody was asking anyways. Mm -hmm. And you had, but it is funny how you go into somebody's stories and you start to see like, it's just like, even like I was uh, learning more about his, his ex that is now running across the country in a Vanessa. wedding dress. Yeah. Vanessa. Did you watch, 
I don't think you probably watched them. They're very long. So the next time that you're like in a situation where like, I need to kill a little bit of time, watch my Louis one, Louis two, Louis three. Okay. Yeah. It will answer yeah. any question that you have about this man. And, um, his, well, Cause you put, wait, by the way, I think I did go through and you went through court documents because yeah. you, you went through, uh, because there was even a thing where he had like, he was paying for her apartment or something. I mean, there was like just a lot of insanity that happened around this one lady. Yeah, there was, there was. And, you know, that's all like, I, I, the reason I don't like to show drama like that, by the way. And I, I was telling like Emily Baker this the other day in DMs, I was like, I just, I hate to show that level of messy but the reason that I do it is because I just say something like they were very ugly with each other and things like this were brought up. Someone can easily be like, you're making that up. That's not true. I'm like, well, here you go. Here's the receipt. Like, I feel like I have to show a receipt if I'm going to say something. Um, and they, they got ugly with each other. They had a bad breakup, but yeah, there, were, there were things that she did as well. Um, that's correct. Yeah. Yes. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. So, yes. Um, you know, they both accuse each other of just, you know, handling a breakup as badly as you could handle a breakup. Right. And, you know, this warrior program, the video that was shown of him on the beach is him at a program called warrior. And I break that down a little bit in the, in the dive as well. And it's $10,000 for five days, 12 men on a beach with two coaches. You get yelled at in the face, not COVID friendly, like, you know, it's like a knockoff of boot camp or OCS or something, but for like, rich businessmen. And I think that they really make their money afterwards in the life coaching. And that is the wake up warrior program that Louis follows on his Instagram page. He has warrior tattooed on his chest. He's, he's hook, line and sinker in. And that's $25,000 a year for life coaching from the guy who runs the place. And that tracks with the court documents where his ex said that, you know, Garrett would text him and say, Hey, give this, give this lady 250 G's. So it's interesting. Interesting. I mean, he definitely has money, right? Louis has money. So that's good. He's not trying to steal but, Teresa's money. But this was another company that I didn't, wasn't it like direct to, to direct sales marketing or something that his company? Yeah. Okay. So this is like most like things in life. Yeah. So it's, it, what he does for a living sounds exactly like what Jen Shaw said she did for a living. So Jen Shaw said, oh, I do direct-to-consumer direct marketing. So I find people and I direct them to companies and I give their information to companies. Everybody makes money and I make money. Okay, great. That's it. That's actually what Louis' company does, right? So in the court documents, he says, I make money by having owning a bunch of website addresses. So he could have like NewYorkLawyer.com, NewJerseyLawyer.com. And so if you're a person who's just searching like, I need a lawyer in New Jersey, you get like 15 top results that all direct you somehow to like pages that he owns. And that sends you to a main feeder site where you find like a, a lawyer that you need based on him kind of moving the waters in the direction of search engine results. Right. Mm -hmm. So he makes money that way is what he says in the court documents. And this is all because they were fighting over a website. Now, when I went and looked for his company, like reviews on the better business bureau, that's where things get interesting. Because people say things like, I went to a website called like, find me a job at, at, you know, Home Depot or whatever. I should say Lowe's. Who goes to Home Depot anymore? Find me a job at Lowe's. And when you go on the website, all you want is like your job at Lowe's. But it keeps asking you questions about yourself. It's like, oh, Ryan, do you have a dog? And you're like, yes or no, whatever. It's like, where's my job at Lowe's? Hey, Ryan, are you in debt? Yes or no, where's my job at Lowe's? And it keeps doing this over and over and over with all these like minutia questions. 
until you finally realize at the end, like this isn't about getting you a job. You're the, you're the target. You're the mark. It's about pulling your data, pulling information about you. And now we've got your email address and we're selling this to companies. So people are complaining on the Better Business Bureau saying like, there's all these sites saying that are, they're going to help me, but they just took my information and now I'm getting all these emails and I don't want them. So who knows how big of a portion what he does, like that that's involved. Who knows if they still do it? I'm just telling you what's out there and what's on the Better Business Bureau site. Has Teresa, because I was talking to a guest last week and, uh, oh, I was texting a girl gangs uh, was on the show and she was saying how Teresa got in her DMs and Mm -hmm. she took it down immediately because she got scared. Has Teresa gotten into your DMs? No, she hasn't. I mean, if anything, what was really interesting about the dive I did was that there are a couple of things that were in his favor in the dive. Super generous, right? Now, some people could say, oh, he's super generous. He helps his community. He writes large checks to charities because he's a, a narcissist and he's a, you know, he's an ass and he wants people to think he's great. That could very well be true. He still writes large checks to charities and still helps his community. That's one. So I think a lot of people who were Teresa fans were thankful for the dive because it showed positives and thus far all we've seen are negatives and allegations about him so that was really interesting um and no she did not pop up in my dms and if she did i mean i don't take things down that are factual that are not like i would never make something up and like try to smear someone and i wouldn't um like post a, a harmful, like yeah. Yeah. try not to do that. Like I don't want to be that kind of account. There's plenty of like tabloids and places to go for that kind of thing. So, you know, if I post something and it's an article and he's doing something, I, I don't see why that's like, um, you know, beyond the rules of the game because he's on the show. So now we had below deck med premiere last night and you are not watching it yet. Yeah. I did not watch that. I, I let that one go. I don't know why I'm just not excited to see Sandy and Malia. Well, that, but Did that's what I'm saying. You, you, well, I watched because I'll literally, that, that's the other thing I want to normalize is that like, just because I say I'm pissed at something, I'm still going to watch. I have no life. Like I'm going to watch this. Show. I don't, I hate Captain Sandy and Malia, but I'm still going to watch every <laughs> dang episode. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it harder because I'm looking to get angry sometimes. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't need to like everybody in the show. In fact, it helps if I like, I don't like Lisa Rinna, but I love to, I love to not like Lisa Rinna. Like it's one of I those things, but that's you. only something I've realized about myself in the last six months through intensive therapy um but but uh you were a fan of below deck sailing yacht though right oh my gosh see here's the thing like i'm i'm below deck og for sure like i've never missed a below deck even even my husband this morning was like did you know there was a below deck on last night we didn't you didn't watch below deck last night i was like i know it was the first time i haven't watched a below deck and i put a poll up and people are telling me like overall yeah still watch it yeah but the honest to goodness truth is because I'm in the height of a dive right now. And so the draw of the dive was stronger than my curiosity about Sandy and Malia. But um, I'll probably watch it later this week. Please tell me that uh, your dive is about Captain Sandy not really being a, a, a licensed captain. And she no, needs to be thrown I, no, off that yacht. No, it's not below deck. It's not below deck uh, uh, connected. But I might look into them at some point. Um, interesting maritime law. I would love if somebody reached out and was like, please do not look into me ever. Please do not look into me ever. <laughs> um, uh, but b- below deck sailing yacht, you did post something that uh, as we end here, it cracks me up is that I love captain Glenn. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and but at the same time, he did one of the weirdest, potentially creepy, practical jokes. Oh, weird! Is that yeah. he said that the um, uh, what what position is she on the boat? Um, oh, uh, she was um, a deckhand, but I don't remember like what level she was. Yeah, I mean, this is the uh, um, Daisy who hooked up with Gary, and like this. No, whole- Sydney. Don't. Sydney. don't sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Not Daisy, not Daisy. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm yeah. so bad with names. Um, but he said all of a sudden, like, cat's out of the bag. I guess the news is out. You yeah, know, I guess the news is out with a little a little sunshine icon wearing sunglasses. It was and, very tongue-in-cheek. And then the photo is of Sydney looking uh very happy, very happy. Yes. And him posing on the top of the boat in the reunion outfits they wore because they were in the it same smiles. location. Side hugging, close bodies touching. I guess the word the news is out, and we're all like, "Oh my god!" Because she said in the reunion, "I'm dating a captain, and my partner this, and my partner that, and my captain like blah, blah, blah. And he and said, he, and he, said he said he wasn't dating. <laughs> he said he's like, "Well, I'm not." What did he say? He said like, "When if he was single or not?" He's like, he said like, "I'm not." He said like, "I'm not single, but I'm not with anyone." It was a really weird, funky answer that was like, totally. "Okay, so you're single, whatever." Um, but he said like his DMs were interesting. Like he seems like a gem of a human, you know. But I never once for one second thought that they were a thing. And then I'm here. I heard a lot of rumors, right? People like, "Oh, Reddit is saying this. Reddit is saying she was dating." And I was like, "Get get right out of here with that." There's just no way. And then the picture hit. And then it waited, then a couple hours later, and he was like, it's a joke. It's a joke, everybody. Right? Yeah. 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 After we'd all clutched our chests and like fallen to the ground, he came back out and was like, oh, I should have clarified. And it's like, why would you do that to us? Yeah. He goes, I guess the news is out. Yeah. He goes, he he updates. He goes, and the news is Sid and I are great friends. And she's dating a captain, a different captain. But it's like, dude, in the land of Erica Jane and Jen Shaw, don't joke around with us. Like we are not emotionally prepared to be joked around with, you know? No. And there's only so much you can handle from one season of such a good season with the JL stuff. And it was so good. And that's what, but I think that is the weird next level of Bravo that we're seeing play out on Beverly Hills. And we'll see play out on Salt Lake is when we already know something ahead of the yeah. ahead of what we're ahead of what they're seeing it's almost mm-hmm. like we're soothsayers and we can see into the future and like mm-hmm. we it adds <laughs> this it adds this emotional gravity to it where you it just makes everything so much more powerful so i, I think that's such an interesting thing that is starting to happen or play out on bravo um well, BBDB, Sarah, you have been so amazing. I, I thank you for spending so much time with us. I could have kept going, just so you know. So hopefully you'll come back on at another time. Are you allowed to say what you uh, what you were obsessed with last night? What the next, or can you give us a hint on what the next mm. dive potentially will be? Well, I mean, it's something that people might have seen recently. But what I'll say is this. What I'll say is this. I become compelled to do a dive sometimes when I see untruths floating around as truths. And that that's what hooked me in with the Louis dive. And that's what pulled me into this dive that I'm in right now too. So it'll come Is out. it Bravo related or pop culture related? Oh, uh, it's Bravo related. Yeah. I love that I'm so dumb that I'm like, my mind is just like blank. Like I have no even guesses. I'm like, I this is how I'm not good at any kind of guessing game. So you guys, please write into me if you know what she's talking about. But if not, <laughs> you got to go follow the account. Bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. I'm sure you already follow it. But if you don't, go give it a follow. Is there any way else that we can support you? Are you doing a Patreon? Are you doing any anything out there? 
You know, I I don't have the time in my life to do the Patreon yet because it's a monthly commitment, as you know. Um, yeah, so yeah. at some point, I will be able to like commit to giving out that that hot fire content per month. But right now, I do what I can when I can. So at the moment, I do an occasional dive. If it's a crazy deep dive where it's going to take me like more than like four days, then I recently was like, hey, if you want to tip me, go here. But that was only for the Louis dive because that was no joke. Um, but otherwise, I just do them, and this is like uh, you know, this is my hobby right now. So, well, I guess I uh, also uh, from all the listeners, tell your husband thanks for letting you know for, for putting up with you not being there potentially <laughs> while you're doing these dives. You know, um, yeah, I will. Uh, but- I will. He works a lot, so. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And I am so excited to see what you do next. So you guys, bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. Uh, thanks once again. Thank you. Five, four. Betches.